I need you. I need you. Rock solid. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Welcome to another episode of Calling Monroe. Uh, Gucci, how are you, Phil Lan? I am happy. Wow, you really do sound it. Uh, I think I can cheer you up. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to call Monroe before I make my attempts to cheer you up, because if he's feeling down, this too will cheer him up. Okay. But I have a spoiler. It won't cheer our listeners up. Oh. Mm. All right, let's... Uh, Let's find out. Let's call Monroe. What's up, folks? Hey, Monroe, hey. are you sad at all? No. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> disappointing to you. Well, I don't know. Just, I felt like I... No, you can make him even happier. All right, I can make you even happier. Are you ready? Yeah. Hey, hold on. There you go. Do you see? Uh, see, see, open our open our call, open our call. Come on, Monroe, please. Right. Hey, you're topless. <laughs> yes! Are you naked? I'm not naked, actually. I'm just topless. This is how I chill. I'm wearing pants, but I'm naked. So, for everyone who's not a part of this three men video call, it is a video call. This is the first time oh. that calling Monroe has been uh, recorded with visual aids. On that basis, I'll take the bottom half of my clothes off and then. We're as a unit, one both naked clothed and unclothed. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're both as a unit. We are a fully clothed man and a fully naked man. Yeah. Are you going to take off your pants and underwear? I already have. Yeah, so we're not going to see you. <laughs> That's insane. So you're currently sitting there. What are you wearing? What are you wearing, baby? I'm wearing t-shirt, hoodie, and nothing else. <laughs> so, so I will take the bottom half of me up and only show you, show you that part. Uh, yeah, please, please do. <laughs> Gwydion, I feel like Gwydion somehow has to be a different state. He has to wear like gloves and a uh, ski mask and shoes and nothing else. Mm, yeah, I like it. I like that would it. That would be nice. That would be sick. Yeah. There, there is something about wearing only socks. That's that good or bad? Oh, it's bad. Okay. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I think I agree. Only wearing socks is perverted in a way, isn't it? Not if you're in bed. <laughs> I like this. I can just look at your face. This is fun. Why, why don't you turn on your camera? <laughs> this is so boring for all our viewers. They're going to enjoy this. They must enjoy this. Yes. Come on, come on, Monroe. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. All right, all right. Oh, hey, this is This is quite interesting, actually. Oh, my God, no way. Oh, he's showing us the, the He absolutely <laughs> was doing that. So for those of you at home, Monroe stood up immediately and did a couple of... Hops, if you will. Yeah. Hops, I think, is, uh, well, double-legged hops. Jumps. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to say that you look like you've been asleep for two and a half weeks. <laughs> it's the hair, isn't it? It's the hair and, like, you seem a little bit like, you don't, your face isn't fully awake. Yeah. I Looking at myself, I agree with you. I look yeah. shit. You look like you've been stung by some bees. 
We're just missing Gucci on camera. Uh, so welcome everyone to Calling mm. Monroe, the podcast where we where we describe. Ooh, Gucci's here. We describe I our got, video call. I got a new haircut. I got a new you haircut. You absolutely got a haircut. You look very. Uh, is there an adjective that means of or related to an egg? Egg. <laughs> <laughs> of. Eggtacular. Or related to eggs. This is the first time I've seen your face moving in sync to your words. Do you like ever. that? Is it in sync? Uh, to us it is. There, I can't... So when I say, when I Google uh, of or relating to eggs, of or related to eggs, I don't get anything. Oology. So oology is the study of eggs, like oocyte. Mm. So you are looking very oologic. Why do you say that? No reason. Have I not always been like that? Yeah, you have. I just, you are. Are you, you, are you saying I've gained? Are you saying I'm gain, have gained weight? No, I'm saying that you are. <laughs> it's because you have very short hair and a long beard now. That's not. You have a much long. Your beard to hair ratio is much higher than it has been previously. You didn't see me last week. No, I haven't seen you for twelve years. Uh, so yeah, boy, this is the first time that Guillaume and Monroe see each other. Yeah. In live action. Ever. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. Yeah. I have a question to start off the, the podcast. Right. The vodcast, if you will. The yes. the vodcast. Name three people born in nineteen twenty-nine. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> how old would they be now? Let's do some quick maths, right? Nine ninety one. Ninety one, ninety maybe ninety two if their birthdays in what August. The, what the hell am I saying? In what year did you say? What year did you say? 1929. 29. I was thinking 23. Yeah. Who the fuck is 91 or 92 years old? Well, all three of the people I'm thinking are dead now, but they're kind of surprising. So the three that I was uh, that I saw were Martin Luther King, Audrey Hepburn, and Anne Frank, all born in the same I year. I thought Audrey Hepburn actually. They seem like people who are not connected in my historical time frames i guess because one of them is a, a an eternal child mm, yeah so it's hard mm. to think of her on the same status as adults yeah uh audrey hepburn audrey hepburn's one of these people that seems like a mythical creature to me i can't like <laughs> it doesn't feel like she was ever truly real and i've like i've actively avoided learning stuff about her like details about her life because I feel that would ruin that. It would shatter the facade. The illusion. Yeah. I want her mm. to just be this like fairy tale of a person. <laughs> she, she's like she's like part of some royal family. European. She's dead, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> why are you why are you telling us about three random people that well, were born in nineteen twenty nine? Last week we were talking about how things that seemed like they were a long time ago weren't actually that long ago mm. and how skewed our sort of, of concept of time is in terms of like the last 100 or 200 years and i was just surprised that i don't know i would never associate martin luther king and anne frank as being born in the same year and audrey hepburn was just a, a happy coincidence when i realized it was she was born in the same year as well Very I, good. Just, I, I don't think it's weird at all <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not that I have ever thought about it. Just guess. Okay. Uh, I mean, you have to say this because it is true. So you can't, like, it can't be weird because it's true. Right? 
But maybe it's because I, I I've never thought about it, or I don't. Know. I I can see they're not related to each other, but it's not surprised. <laughs> but it's not surprised can, that they are. You can see they're not related. <laughs> no, no, I mean associated, or like somewhat. Like there is no connection between them. I think they just, are just by looking at them, you can see that they aren't related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least not closely related. I used the I used the wrong word. <laughs> they're related in the sense that we are all related. Yes, absolutely. One love. One love. Is U2 the best band of all time? No. Good. No. <laughs> Can you say that again? Is U2 the best band of all time? No. Okay, cool. That's all. Talking of being related, and just the fact that you could, you, you're saying you could look at them both and realize they're not related. Mm. I'm sure I watched a video the other day which said that you could, if you, if you take two people from different communities in sub-Saharan Africa... And then you take two random people in the world, there's more likely to be a greater genetic difference between the two random people in the world, wherever you took them, than there is between, uh, no, there's going to be more difference genetically between the the two different communities within Sub-Saharan Africa than there is uh, between those two random people in the world. Yeah. Africa has the greatest amount of human genetic diversity, like by far. And it's also almost not studied at all mm-hmm. because all the cash has been elsewhere. In Iceland, where you do a fuckload of genetic research. Yeah. Do you want mm-hmm. another another interesting fact? Yeah. If you take two people that are closely related and you separate them so that like, like siblings or something roughly that much related mm-hmm. and then you separate them at birth and they never, uh, then can never know each other, they must never know each other, <laughs> then if they are to meet and sort of get to know each other with, yeah, mm-hmm. then it is very likely that they will f- develop romantic feelings for each other. Really? <laughs> Has this been studied? <laughs> I don't really know. I'm going to Google this to make sure this is what Where are you about. making this up from? <laughs> it, it, sounds, it sounds very un- unethical. Let's see. I googled uh, two related people falling in love when they first meet, and I hope I don't get something horrible here. <laughs> no, nothing good comes up. Would you fall in love with your long-lost sibling? Let's see what Google says. Is it possible to fall in love with a long-lost sibling or cousin? There we go. Uh, it po- yes, it is. I mean, possible. yes, it is possible. <laughs> what, do you, oh, yeah. what do you mean? So here's an <laughs> here's an article in the the Guardian that talks about genetic sexual attraction. There was a meeting somewhere. Rita Meadows, who lives in South Africa, was on holiday in Scotland. Oh, never mind. It's not a meeting. Uh, oh, right. Two people meeting is a meeting. Uh, From the moment we met, I was smitten and continued to be drawn to her like a magnet. As I got to know her, I felt she had given me a life transmission. She put a smile on my heart and a spring in my step. Each October for the past four years, he has sent her a card to to commemorate the date of their meeting. Uh, And then he says, to say that I've been to hell and back wouldn't be accurate. Okay, then don't say it. Oh, the situation is far worse than that. Holy shit. Meadows, a divorcee, has never shared his feelings. What? She recently emailed him curtly to think of her as just a casual friend. Oh my god, this is so long. I just want to get to <laughs> yeah, this. <laughs> I know, I'm getting bored. 
Uh, Essentially, it sounds like you made up a fact. She is his younger sister. Here we go. Finally. Instead, his love for Meadows represents society's most abhorrent taboo. She is his youngest sister, adopted as a baby shortly after the death of their mother from an illness contracted after the birth. Oh, and then he says, I knew Rita was my sister. I didn't choose to fall in love with her or expect to feel sexual desire. It just happened. So, yeah, this is something that I've heard about, but I guess I don't know very much about it, and it might not be a real thing. (laughs) But the point of the story is that, yeah, something to do with the fact that if, like, you meet someone who is this closely related to you and you don't have, like, the... you don't awareness. have the yeah the awareness of their like relationship hard coded into you, like you're not you don't know them as your sibling, so they're not functionally your sibling. They're just mm. a stranger. Then those like similarities will make them seem like a good mate for you, or something. I don't know. Is that is mm. that cool? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like such a little bollocks. This is this is a fact that is not a fact. Yeah. Fair. I mean, maybe it's a fact. Who knows? It's like, uh, it must be a thing, right? Where like, uh, this is the most horrible thing I'll have said on this podcast. If someone gives up their child for adoption, and then the child like reaches out and tries to find their birth parent and like finds Mm -hmm. their, their birth parent that there is a reality like there's one circumstance of this at least on planet earth because planet earth is the most horrible planet this has happened (laughs) at the same time and the (laughs) yeah but where this has transpired and then those two people have gone on to form a romantic slash sexual relationship this is child and parent you're talking about now yeah but they didn't grow up together they were separated at birth because of course they would not have grown up together no but like they you know they don't their last meeting was the giving of birth. Mm. <laughs> Monroe's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> is this the worst thing I've said on the podcast? I just I don't know what your point is either. It's 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 <laughs> weird and disturbing, and also I'm just not sure what you're getting at. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I think you know where he's getting it. <laughs> I'm just saying it has happened, right? It must have happened. I mean, it doesn't have yes. to have happened. No, but like if the universe is infinite, then it has to have happened. But if the universe is not infinite, then it does not. We're talking about just we're talking about planet Earth specifically. If I have to, you have to put. You have to put ten thousand pounds. Someone gun to your head, like you have to bet ten thousand pounds on it either having happened or having not happened, and then you get access to that cosmic machine that we talked about, and you get to look up the answer. Which one do you put your money on? I'm gonna on them falling in love and having a sexual relationship. Yeah. Has it ever happened or has it never happened? I'm going to say it's probably... Uh, oh, it probably has, it has happened, happened, doesn't it? <laughs> it has <laughs> happened. So probably. fuck off. <laughs> uh, don't let I've me so- see the world through your glasses. Because I have I heard this was on one of these stupid talk shows once. Uh, you know, Jay Leno or Conan or yeah. David Letterman or some bullshit. And mm-hmm. he was talking about... this is This is even... Is this worse? <sighs> Strap in, folks. We're <laughs> a good episode. <laughs> so this was this was a woman and her son, and her son mm-hmm. was. Um, I don't know how this. I think it was David Letterman. I don't know how he managed to tell this as like a comedy story and like spin this as a, the whole audience was laughing story, but he did. And the there was something the the son had some sort of uh, developmental disorder, mm. so he was he was an adult man, but he was not. Uh, sound of mind, essentially. Mm. And she was his carer and like took care of him and everything. And then he was upset about something one night 
and came to her, and then she she was like cuddling with him to like make him feel better, and then apparently one thing led to another, <laughs> is what it said, and then uh, yeah, this oh my god, yeah, and then she was basically on. I think she was on trial mm. for I mean, something. This is abuse. Yeah, yeah, she should not have done this, but she did. Is that's worse, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that has to be worse. That both, has to be worse. They're both bad. It's worse if they actually like knew each other always. Yeah, and it there's like legitimate abuse. This is dark. Let's uh, let's, let's talk about something more fun. <laughs> you were going to rant last week about plastic recycling. Mm. Have you done any research on plastic recycling? No. None at all. <laughs> very good. Very good. Uh, tell you what, I'm going to find uh, the Reddit comment. <laughs> That's right, folks. Hi, <laughs> brother. Yeah, here. Uh, there, no, there's like a specific Reddit comment that I sent somewhere the other day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very good. Found it. God, I'm smart. God, I'm smart. This is on the subreddit. Explain like I'm five. We've sort of had this discussion, right? Yeah. Great. I, a great subreddit. Yeah. Fantastic subreddit. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, actively refusing to load. So that's cool. Okay. Here you go. So someone asked the question. Uh, why can't we recycle plastic in the same way we do for metal? Just melt it and remold it. Good uh-huh. question. Hmm. Yeah. And then some someone absolutely just kills this answer. It's great. So he says, for one, polymers degrade when melted. So you can't just turn a PET water bottle into a new PET water bottle uh, because it won't have some of the same properties. So you have to mix it, the recycled plastic, with uh, with virgin material. Calls it so it won't be 100% recycled, okay. Uh, and then also, you can't mix two types of plastic, so consumers mm-hmm. have to be exceptional at separating their types of plastic. Uh, by which I mean the cap and ring on your water bottle has to be separated because they're probably mm-hmm. a different plastic from the bottle. Mm-hmm. Either that, or you have to have special people sorting through the garbage bags full of recycling, uh, and then all, all contaminants have to be removed from the plastic, which is stickers and the glue from them, uh, food, drink, etc. And it has to be washed off washed off to the point where it's as close to gone, as close to completely gone as possible, uh, which is extremely difficult. So should I be cleaning uh, my recycling before I put it in the bin? Yeah, you should be cleaning your plastic like incredibly well. Mm. Like not rinsing it, but like cleaning it. <laughs> and four, not all plastics are thermoplastics. So there's two different types of plastics. Thermoplastics are ones that you can heat up and they become like malleable. Mm. And then there's thermosetting ones that they won't ever melt. So they'll just burn. Mm. Mm. So there's that, yeah. But so that doesn't make it a scam. Sounds like you just need to... No, no so these are, all the, the, this, these are all the reasons why you can't like very well uh, recycle plastic in mm. at least today's day and age. And the scam part is that you're told to recycle your plastic and the like reduce, reuse, recycle thing the the focus has been put on recycle in a lot of ways mm-hmm. whereas yeah. your plastic recycling the vast majority of it if not all like almost all of it is going to end up in a landfill mm. or it's going to get burnt and i guess well the all the focus has been put in it just because it's it's something we can do without really affecting our lifestyle basically more than anything else it's that's, that's yeah. driven by that's driven by us as much as by anything else i would imagine because i we, disagree it like it's it's the it's the most that you and I can do, like as consumers, sort of. But realistically, this isn't a problem that is that is solved by consumers making decisions. It like the people that are producing the just crazy amount of plastic bottles. They're the ones that 
are just going to have to make the change because some random ass single mother who's coming home at three in the morning after her third job isn't going to think to not like buy this plastic bottle and then make sure to separate the ring and the cap and recycle it and all that. Like, no, but I think, I mean, yeah, in that example, yes, but you or I, like, we're living in a world where we have the luxury to make those better decisions that we don't do. Yeah, but let's say I recycle and, like, sort my trash perfectly. All it takes is just one person who doesn't do that, and they've just ruined the batch of plastic. Yeah, I mean, that does seem like, surely, surely it can't rely on them on that batch not having anything in it, because... Who takes the ring off the bottle before they put it in the plastic recycling? Nobody nobody does, which is why that plastic bottle doesn't get recycled. It gets put in a landfill or it gets burnt. That is an, If I that is actually that, how it happens, that's an awful system. Yeah, I that's, that's the scam part, is the fact that you're being told to do something and saying the onus is on you to do it, but everybody has to do it perfectly for it to be, even be attempted. I, mm. I think the main problem is the production of it. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It, the production is the problem. Coca-Cola should be using glass bottles and cans. Yeah. And also, like, I, I'm sure you can design some polymer that has better properties than the ones that are actually being used. Maybe, but surely that's the million-dollar invention. Mm, yeah, po- you do periodically get these things I, on Facebook, don't I mean, you, where someone invents a plastic made of rice or something, or you... Or, <laughs> no, there was. There was a guy who made... Uh, he made cling film, but it was made of, of rice or something. Uh, nice. So you can eat it. They just never really they just never really go very far. You never see them become It's because the point of plastic is for it to like the whole reason why it's used in all this food shit is because it doesn't degrade. Hmm. Like it it's yeah. so incredibly unbiodegradable that you can just use it for all sorts of shit. What happened to that bacteria that they said could eat plastic? That seemed baller. I mean, that slow. seems like it's probably, yeah, it seems like it one of those feel-good science it, stories. It still mm. it is a possibility that it can change the shape of it that is more easily to, more easy to work on. Mm. So there's, in sort of in this vein, there used to be a thing, uh, maybe, I, I remember this being a thing when I lived here in Denmark, especially, where the soda bottles were a much thicker plastic where they weren't, like, they're super thin now, and, like, you can easily squish them. But back then, mm-hmm. they were in these, like, very hard, quite thick plastic bottles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were in them because they, like glass bottles, they can be reused. They're just taken into the factory and mm-hmm. washed industrially and refilled. And then apparently Coca-Cola was like, no, we don't want to make these bottles anymore because we want to be able to have, like, more designs of different mm. bottle shapes and we don't want to have to use so much material on the bottles blah 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 so they don't like this but like that that's already a much better plastic bottle solution mm. but the real solution i think is glass yeah i don't know because i feel like glass you still have to make it and that still takes a lot of carbon to and a lot of energy to do that doesn't it i have no idea but but you can use it more frequently they could yeah. make like a system where you can go and refill yeah exactly yeah yeah. Just you buy their bottle. It costs like hundred and fifty pounds. Refill shops are always so fucking expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Optimally they wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Surely supermarkets are gonna start doing something like this where like they'll just have a big barrel of, of uh like shampoo or something that you can go fill up your thing. 
Yeah, mm. yeah. Sure, th- this is uh, the problem, though, isn't it? With capitalism, let's go there. Oh, you love a little capitalism rant. I no, like it is good in certain ways, but this whole like the freedom to choose between thirteen hundred different types of shampoo mm-hmm. is not in every way a good thing. Mm. In a certain way, it's better to have just maybe one or two different types of shampoo so that you can just focus on having the one and they can all be in a big container at the supermarket that you fill up like a reusable bottle with, Mm -hmm. right? You can't have refill containers for 1,300 different shampoos. The shop can't accommodate that, (laughs) right? (laughs) Such a dumb point. It's not a dumb point. It's not a it dumb point. Why, such why, a, because it's taking such an an oddly specific thing and then now and it is like when you put it like that, it is a it is a silly idea. But but it's not it's not oddly specific because this this goes for more than just shampoo, right? It goes for well, it's oddly specific in the arguments you're using for and against it, whereas the arguments for and against capitalism are far more wide and and far reaching than that. Yeah, but this like here, for example, there's in Denmark. Denmark they're very conscious of certain things but it's very common uh, for there to be toiletry items like shampoo and hand soaps and stuff the uk is the opposite of this there every there's like a hundred million different hand soaps and they're all these weird and wacky colors and they're all antibacterial which is terrible Mm -hmm. and they're all like all that whereas here there's the most common soap that is bought are just these like extremely simple brand unperfumed non-whatever organic type shit that are you know extremely cheap very little branding uh huge containers and you can buy like refill things that aren't to the pumps etc etc top tip of the week just buy shampoo bars instead of shampoo bottles of liquid soap Ugh, but i it's <laughs> so, such a tiny actually, change that you could it's actually good it's actually a good idea yeah i just i hate bar soap man it's why is it better? Such why is it a better? small what, change you can better? make because then there's no the, because there's no thick plastic bottle that you leave at the end of it. It's just a little bit. But of if plastic. I just I I use the same plastic bottle all the time because I just refill it from what from yeah. the refill you buy like you can buy refills that aren't the plastic bottles. They're in like bags. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Fair. I didn't know that existed. Plas- plastic bags. I mean, yeah, but the the soap comes wrapped in plastic anyway, so there's a little bit of plastic either way, and this is much less plastic. Well, it can be in paper. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if the bags were paper, I'd be Gucci. If they just had a big fucking drum at the supermarket and I could just pump it full, then that would be optimal. I don't need you don't you don't need a hand soap that is that is any different than this hand soap than like a a non perfumed no like allergens just a fucking basic ass hand soap you don't need more than that that's the only soap that is necessary i think ash and horseradish is that not how you can make a little bit of soap oh god i hope not i think (laughs) some uh i heard it in my head that's a way of making making soap ash and horseradish that sounds like an extremely bourgeois starter yeah so ash, so, I think ash is a thing. You definitely can sort of semi-clean yourself with ash. Right, yeah. Or like charcoal, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know where I'm getting the horseradish from. I don't know if that's... <laughs> <laughs> for, for flavor. But actually, like, actually, like for soap, you only need like a compound that is like a surfactant. That is like a polar, or like charged on one side and neutron on the other. Yeah. And that's basically soap. Why, and why does that work? 
Because it sticks to the water on the one hand and it sticks to the grease and bullshit on the other. Uh, it makes like... Allows the water to carry it off. It mi- makes these small micelles, almost like a cell membrane that covers the lipids, like the fat. Yeah. And it dissolves bacteria and virus because it just goes into their membrane and just dissolves them. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. So there are a lot of things, soaps, that that, basically, that we use like this... Uh, Less thin or something that is used in food a lot. And that is basically soap. Mm-hmm. Earlier we were talking about kind of humans being terrible people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was reading examples of that this week where basically if there's an authority figure, then we'll just do anything, even if even if it's terrible. Yeah. Um, and there's the, there's the experiment that's pretty well known where... Um, you you uh, put someone in a lab and there's a big button where they they can electrocute uh, someone who's who's an actor but they don't know that and then you ask them questions and if they get a question wrong then you have to electrocute them and the way the experiment goes is the electrocutions get higher and higher voltages and eventually the person's sitting in the room screaming to get out but there's someone in a white coat who says no you must go on and people just keep mm-hmm. administering these higher and higher voltages and that's quite well known but I was hearing about Another real world scenario, which uh, is it's so disturbing. Um, there was this guy for a while who was phoning around various fast food restaurants in different states in America, and when he would pick, they would pick up the phone, and he would pretend to be a police officer, and he would say that one of their colleagues had stolen something, had been stealing from the company. Um, and so they needed to take that colleague and put them in a room. And so they would do that. And then he would start at this very sort of low threshold and then just escalate things slowly. And it just, it got so fucked up on some occasions where uh, the one that they spoke about in the book was they they then got the manager to do a strip strip search of one of the poor girls that they they, they, um, victimized in the story. And then they called in her, her boyfriend somehow and then it just, yeah, he just, he then made the boyfriend do like intimate examinations of her, but describe it all to the police officer. And uh, it was just, uh, it was so fucked up. And it's all just because eventually, um, I think it was the the janitor came in and was like, what the fuck's going on in here? She's <laughs> like, just people just doing all these weird things to each other in a cupboard with a phone. Um, and the guy was like, this doesn't sound like something the police would do and picked up the phone and was like, who the hell is this? And the guy just hung up, hung up. But he did this, I can't remember how many times he did this. He did this something like 70 times across different states just by claiming to be an authority figure. <laughs> this is, I am, first of all, like, respect to that guy <laughs> for pulling this off, right? That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I'm, I'm trying to think whether I've, whether I, I mean, he's a naughty boy. I mean, a real naughty he boy. Is. That's that's that's. He is a not, he's a naughty boy. To not be fair. kosher. No, no, no. He's a naughty boy. But like, <laughs> if someone if someone calls you and says they're police and tries to tell you to do all the shit, don't do that. Mm. Like, don't listen to a random man on the phone. You know the no. police don't do this and they can't do this. So like, yeah. as a so I was talking to I was talking to Ole yesterday, and. I think that I'm like, I don't know if it's your fault, you being like 
the podcast in my life. Mm. But I feel like I'm slowly drifting away from my chaotic good alignment into just a true chaotic neutral. <laughs> <laughs> and this man is truly chaotic neutral. <laughs> He's just doing it to do it. Yeah, right? he really is. There is he no really personal is. gain for him. You can't really say he's evil. He is evil. And he's probably he's probably like, <sighs> yeah, on the other maybe. end of the phone, you know, getting off to all this stuff. Maybe. Yeah, okay, fine. He's fine. It's a little evil. It's a little too evil then. I mean, he's getting like the manager to describe the naked body of the of the okay, yeah, it's, staff it's, member and then fine, getting the boyfriend fine. to come in and do uh, intimate <laughs> examinations and have it all described to him over the phone. God, like, it's just so a insane. He's just a fucking bird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, fine. It's it's chaotic evil, and that's bad. We don't like that. If he had done, if he had done uh, nicer things, like still, if he had done funnier and crazier things, that would have been good. Then we would like this boy, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Did we talk about this last week? Where you can just, if you're funny, you can get away with anything. No, we didn't. But no. it's true. <laughs> no, but if he if he had done some funny things, like I've been watching The Office a lot. Uh, because yeah. it's on Netflix now. Have you guys both mm. seen it? The American yeah. one. Yeah. 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 If he was doing this, if he called and did the sort of shit that like Jim does to Dwight, he'd be such a hero just, in my yeah, life. That would be so incredible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, if he like convinced a stranger that he was being recruited by the CIA and had to like wait on the fucking seal on the roof for a helicopter and stuff, like that would <laughs> yeah. be that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, when they're convincing someone to sexually assault someone else, I guess that's bad. And we—it's good that you identified that line. That's good. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't blinded by the chaotic element. Of it, you know, <laughs> chaotic neutral though. It's, I think it's my new alignment, unfortunately. And I did recognize as soon as I told him this, I said, "I recognize that this is a negative development for me." <laughs> <laughs> I Are we make making every, you worse, person? I think so. Yeah, I should make every attempt to slide back over into the good realm. Mm. I think. I guess it's just more interesting when we disagree with each other in some ways. Yeah, and then so then you inevitably end up pushing more over to that side. Yeah, I think that's, that's me. It. Try my try my hardest to, to for you not to be a cunt <laughs> in this scenario. <laughs> There's something beautiful about the neutrality of it all, though. Taking a, like a, a a neutral standpoint on human morality, <laughs> that is an outrageous point of view. It's such an outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know how fucked up the world would be if we all did that. Mm, oh my it's gosh! Great. But isn't it like if there is a certain social norm that it is morally, it is to your benefit to do that, to follow that rule? Yeah. Well, this is yeah. this is actually the point. The guy makes in, in the book that I was reading where I read about um this uh this phone devil, if you will. <laughs> um <laughs> the uh he was saying that basically we're we all conform very easily, mm. even if we like to think we don't, because if we didn't, we just wouldn't be accepted socially. And if you're not accepted socially, then you die. So it's a survival instinct to conform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, so that's basically what it comes down to. That is a thought that I have sometimes when you know, when someone's like, someone's weird in like a not very good way, mm-hmm. then oftentimes there'll be someone who's like, I don't know, I do definitely judge people too much, but people sometimes- <laughs> You're having such an insightful yeah. week to yourself this week. I know. But sometimes people will be like, don't you think you're judging them too hard? Like they're just not conforming or whatever. And then 
then I think, yes, maybe I am, but why aren't they just conforming? And like, why are they being weird? <laughs> don't be weird. It's unnecessary. Uh, but then again, I don't enjoy conformity. God, I, I am just a mess. You, you're just never wires. happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there always has to be a way to make something bad. Yeah. Everything has to be bad. People can only be weird in the direction that you accept. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think that's fair and true. <laughs> uh, I wish I was joking. Oh, dear. <laughs> Is this show about Rutgers morality? Or lack of. I guess so. Isn't our, every episode is about my lack of morality, it seems. Uh, yeah. And my obsession with wearing clothes. Or not. <laughs> or not, as the case may be. Yeah, we uh, should maybe um, just say formally that you do look very relaxed, topless there. Very good. I am. I'm topless quite frequently. I'd say I'm probably topless more often than not these days. Mm. So that's interesting. It's the home life. Yeah, absolutely. And I need a haircut quite badly. Uh, it's starting to become a problem. I'm thinking of just shaving my head. You yeah, know? Do, do, do that. I've do never it. done that in my life. I'd like to or, see you know, Why not? I don't know. I just never have it. But I'm also, there's two conflicting things. On the one hand, this is my opportunity to just shave my head and it doesn't matter. But on the other hand, this is my opportunity to like DiCaprio it and let my hair grow out a little bit and see if I can be a, a teenage heartthrob. Mm. My, yeah. my hair is shaved like long in, hair. The, uh, in the Colin Monroe thumbnail I, did, I used the worst picture i could find of you yeah that's when uh, after a few beers my mates shaved the top of my head off but left the sides of my hair yeah the old monk if you will yeah rather than a short back and sides and long on top it was a <laughs> short top and a long back and sides <laughs> the worst hair yeah <laughs> no, the worst hair is probably short top and back long sides mm. right yeah that must be worse I also, um, I, so th this was in Iceland and Mel got surpri surprisingly angry at me for, for uh, shaving my hair, which I didn't really see coming, to be honest. Anyway, we were obviously, we were doing a year of long distance at the time. And mm -hmm. when, I, when she was getting a bit annoyed at me for shaving my hair off, I was like, I don't see why you mind because you don't even see me. But that was not the thing to say to the person that you're doing long distance with. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the thing was, I wasn't wrong. I was just a cunt. Yeah. Did you never video chat with yeah, Mel when you yeah, were Yeah, I distance? did. But, you know, it's not like... Pragmat. Yeah. I'm actually looking at the thumbnail and my face looks like you took my forehead off. Yeah. And my uh, under... What's it called? Your chin. Yeah, my chin. Yeah. So my face, I look like so different than... Is this the only picture you've seen of me? No, I guess not. Would you say you look oological? No, not in that one. <laughs> I took, what I did was I took pictures of you guys and I used some like filter, no, not filter, like a, a magic selection thing in like Photoshop or whatever and just cut out the background, but like extremely sloppily so that it did a horrible crop of your faces. And then I used that. And then I took a relatively good picture of myself and cropped it okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I can see that now. 
I guess this is the benefit when you uh, literally do everything for for the podcast. Yeah. It wasn't even it wasn't like truly intended as the final logo or anything. I'd put it together in like five minutes and sent it to you guys as a joke, and then it was just yeah. too much effort had gone into it, and I wasn't going to redo it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It is good. Yeah, it's acceptable. Exactly. It looks professional, and then we changed the. The background colors to look like a morning show. And then you actually put these letters in front of our faces, and there is only an N over your <laughs> yeah, forehead. That's so tricky. Oops. <laughs> Oops, spies, I'm sorry. I'm not sure that was on purpose. That may have been on purpose. I mean, let's look at this. Subconsciously. Question. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I can see. I'm very... Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, good. And you look funny because, yeah, your your whole forehead is gone. I see that now. Yes. You look very strange. <laughs> Not sorry, I have to say. And Monroe's chin is cut so badly, it's like a straight line. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just got a really uh, chiseled jawline. That's true. This is the sort of thing that people will be asking questions about on, uh, what's that TV show where you can like pick a category? Is it Mastermind? It's oh, not, no idea. There's one like question show where uh, they have to do general knowledge and then they can choose a category for themselves and it can be what literally whatever they want, I think. So they get like incredibly specific. So someone who's like, the Beatles, 1961 to 1962. That is hmm. specific. And then they just ask them a whole bunch of questions about that shit. Yeah. So if anyone has calling Monroe as their uh, topic, then this is probably a good source of information. We can produce some calling Monroe trivia cards. Mm. Absolutely. Speaking of calling Monroe Wait. trivia cards, does anyone have a skill of the quick? Uh, absolutely not. I got rinsed for my skill last week, which I actually tried today to peel an egg under cold water with, um, and it was quite underwhelming, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Did you do the peeing thing? I mean, I've, I've peed with an erection uh, in, multiple times. Yes. Wait, what peeing? Yeah, thing? yeah, exactly. Like, I, yeah, exactly. Oh, peeing with. No, you haven't. You haven't. You didn't have, do the thing that I specifically told you to do, did you? I didn't. I didn't do the specific experiment that you advised me to do. I no, need you. I need you rock solid i need that's what i need right it's just it just is possible no it isn't it, it if it if it's possible then it hurts a lot and i'm gonna go ahead and make the claim that when when you're like, like yeah look like it is possible the time when Does you say it's possible hurt? you're no longer what does peeing hurt if it's you not supposed are to hurt. no it pees it hurts when you're doing it with an erection this is confirmed when I Googled this. People said it could be possible, but it would hurt a lot. It, I don't think... You guys, you're saying that it's possible without even putting in the effort to try to do it. Why do you say I haven't done it? Because I, you definitely haven't done it like at full mast. No. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm saying when you're at your firmest, there's absolutely no way. Why are we talking about this again? Monroe, I have another challenge for you. Okay. Next time that you are... Uh, Out of tension? No, I'm going to say... So there's there's pre-coital and there's post-coital. What's the term <laughs> for like during? Is it paracoital, transcoital, intracoital? Or just coital? Coital? Coital, the toital? The next time you are coital, yeah. I want you to try to pee. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to do this. And I guarantee... That you can't do it. Uh, I just can, though. No, you can't. 
You can't. There's no way. Try it coital. Try it fully coital. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you going to try? Maybe. I would warn Mel beforehand. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not just going to pee on her. Can we stop talking about this, please? <laughs> In her is the... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he did, did you read that, Shagner? Uh, that's what I meant, yeah. Uh, oh, I thought you meant going to the bathroom. No, because then you lose... That's precious time you've wasted walking there. <laughs> anyway. Don't do this, Mondo. Skill of the week is if you want to make soap, you can use ash and horseradish. <laughs> and according to my Googling, uh, the horseradish is an antiseptic. Oh, nice. Also, there's a thing to it. Also, um, yeah. mm. giraffe spit is also antiseptic because they uh, they use their tongue to get leaves off of very pointy branches, so they get cut a lot. So they've evolved to have very antiseptic mm. spit, so you can kiss a giraffe and not worry about the consequences. <laughs> hey, just like <laughs> that, just like me in high school. I don't know, man. There's a joke <gasps> there. <laughs> <laughs> there is a joke there. Uh, someone funny will think of something. Yeah, exactly. But you guys yes. basically know what the joke was. I don't have to. To, to force feed it to you. I don't, I don't think that's how jokes work. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel I wish that was all there was to jokes. Like just acknowledging the quite obvious existence of a joke there without having to go through the trouble of making the joke. Yeah, yeah. Right, like that's what that was. There was quite clearly a joke there, and we all know mm. what there was. Yeah, mm. I think, but that's <sighs> just the difference between someone who's funny and someone who's not. Yeah, disagreed. Because if you, if someone is truly not funny, they won't even know that there was a joke there. Well, I mean, well, I mean wasn't it just, just a funny, funny thing? Wasn't what he said, wasn't it just more like a funny thing on itself? <laughs> and I'm trying to take credit for the humor of it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, guys. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to ask for some parting words real quick because, honestly, I am so behind on this whole packing thing that I need to be doing currently because I'm <laughs> moving and I have a lot to do before tomorrow and it's 9.40. So come back to the UK, you get an extra hour. Oh shit, that would smart actually. What if I just continually travel west forever? Yeah. No moving for me. Don't stop moving so that I don't start moving. Very good. Gleon, do you have any parting words for us? I see you I sort of laughing at whatever the hell you just <laughs> found. <laughs> I can see the anticipation. Oh, oh, it's a good one. Oh, no, I bet you it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's one here. Be the first human being to lick what nobody has licked. <laughs> oh, God. No. <laughs> You it's just, a good advice. Good advice. Uh, no, it's in today's post-COVID age, it's terrible advice. <laughs> yeah. Don't like random things. All right. Be, be kind. Hey, be kind. Monroe, do you have any parting words? If anyone um, would like to give Ragnar some moral guidance, then uh, I think, you know, he could do with some advice on that. So we'd welcome any feedback on that. Uh, we need a voicemail. <laughs> yeah, a voicemail. I think that would be quite good. I think I would enjoy a like a solid moral education. I've been thinking about this. I should take like, I should enroll in some philosophy courses or something, right? I think you just think all philosophers were wrong and you were right. Read Tao Te Ching. 
Okay. I mean, those are two separate bits of advice. I I don't because I have taken philosophy things in the past and I, I don't think they're all wrong. I think some of them are wrong for some reasons, but I don't know. Would I say that I am their peer? Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, I wouldn't call it standing on the shoulders of giants so much as uh, a dialogue between equals. <laughs> so that's cool. So yeah, I guess yeah. I'll have a dialogue with some of my peers. That's a great line from uh, from Braveheart when uh, one of the guys is uh, shouting up uh, as though he's talking to God, and uh, and then um, one of the other soldiers says, "Do you do you converse with the Almighty?" And then the the guy replies, "In order to communicate with his equal, an Irishman is forced to converse with the Almighty." <laughs> hey, that's quite good. That's a good retort. Yeah, it is. I'm going to use that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, send a shit. Uh, help me develop morally. Uh, and just keep on trucking. Goodbye, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you're feeling low In need of a bro There's one thing your heart start to glow Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe, I'm calling Monroe